morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Adam, and hey, guess what? I'm talking to myself. And today, people, I am just so frustrated. I'm just going to get right into it. You know, the last episode, I've been having a little bit of a malaise, if you will. Um, and I'm working through it. And um, so this episode was brought on by something else that just piled on top of that. So for those of you who don't know, and I don't know if I mentioned it much, but I started a new job of, uh, roughly about a month ago. Um, and I now work in social work with a company, a uh, nonprofit company that works in foster care and adoption and um, safe placements and um, essentially in hopes to reconnect um, foster children to their birth parents if possible, or if not, put them in a nice home forever. Um, and it's hard and it's challenging and there are a lot of moving parts and a lot of paperwork um and just there's just a lot of stuff going on and a lot of trauma that you have to deal with and learn about and a lot of training and overall it's a really great company um and so i've been learning a lot and so and i love the group of people i work with it's an office job which is something that i never thought that i would want to do again um but it's relaxed enough that i can escape if i need to before the anxiety gets too high um but anyway, uh, I was having a discussion today with one of the gals. Um, the office and the whole company really is primarily um, women. There's mostly women in the in the uh, business, and um, or the the company, I should say. And then there's a few guys. Uh, I don't know about the whole board and everything else, but predominantly, if you look at how the thing is structured, it's mostly females. And my office is mostly women, and then me and one other guy. Um, and. Uh, I was there's these trainings that we have to do where um, we sit down once a month and we do these things called presence and P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E -E. Um, and um, we talk about different psychological studies and uh, ways that we can apply it to our training and to ourselves and just things that we should know about how the brain works and I actually find it fascinating. A lot of people bitch and complain when it's time to do them, but I think it's great. I absolutely love it. I think it's such a cool thing that a company wants to teach you about for free. They pay you to learn it. Um, and uh, so what's cool about it is, you know, we were talking. The subject today was about what they call it, I think, shadow groups. And no, it's not some secret cabal or the Illuminati. It's essentially about shadow personalities that live within inside of us. And I don't know the full ins and outs, but. Essentially, they talked about how, like, when you're in a group or a small community, typically sometimes things can happen where you don't mean to invoke the demons inside of somebody, or you don't know if something will be invoked from you. They call those, like, your shadows. And so, like, you know, you may, tri typically they're your triggers. Somebody may, you know, criticize something that you do, not meaning to, like, invoke something worse in you, but because of a past experience, you may take it a certain way. And that may affect your balance and thus affect the balance of the group. And it can just be happening with a bunch of spider webbing all over the place. Um, and I found that to be very fascinating. And it was also talking about groupthink and how dangerous that can be. And how typically a lot of people who shake their head and nod with the group typically actually have other opinions. But they're too afraid to go against the grain. Um, so, but then if somebody else speaks out, typically they're more likely to say something. Damn it, Discord, I'm doing a recording. Shut up. Sorry, my computer's not muted. Anyway, so um, we uh, we were discussing, and then so one of the discussion questions was asking, like, what was the situation that you were in where you felt this could be something that can happen? And after a few, a few people shared, I shared something. And there's a girl who works with me who um, 
a little more outspoken like me um but also kind of in your face for no reason sometimes uh i think she's fantastic uh and she definitely is somebody who cares about children and wants to fight for people to feel equal and to feel heard and to feel safe um i think she's absolutely amazing um but she's definitely one of the bigger personalities where most people are a little bit more quiet um so i think me being there can be a little weird but i brought up that something that I have found recently about myself is that I walk on eggshells for people even though I'm not asked to because of everything that I've been learning over the past few years working in nonprofit and learning about um, uh, gentrification and um, you know marginalized communities and and transgender people and pronouns and just so many things that I have been learning and trying to be better about as an ally um, Things I wouldn't have known like three years ago. Um, and I've been trying really hard. And I've been more active politically and everything. And uh, But lately I feel that it causes me a lot of anxiety because I'm always worried I'm going to say the wrong thing. And I've always been kind of that way, right? I've always been worried that, oh, I, I, ever since I was young, people would take things that I said when I meant it in a good, a good way and they took it as a bad way. Whether it was through a text, an email, something I said, or maybe if I looked at them funny, they thought, oh, Adam must be mad. You know, and they always say the path of good intentions, or the path to hell is paved with good intentions, right? And that's why I feel like I'm going. Um, I've probably hurt more people with my good intentions just as much as I've helped them, I think. Um, and so I brought that up and I said, you know, one thing that I've been nervous about since I started in this company was that it's predominantly women. And while I love that, it's the first time I've worked in a place where it was mostly women, except for the dance studio, but it was more of a an even mix. Typically, you have two guys, two girls, or some mixture of that. Um, but it was more diverse there, and I got more exposure to diversity working in a dance studio. Um, and uh, in a lot of ways, actually, not just socially, but just, you know, culturally. Um, which I guess is kind of socially, but you know what I mean. Um, so I brought that up, and I said, sometimes I'm, I do get scared because of things I know you guys are passionate about. You know, I know that I'm a big, loud guy, you know, and I have a big personality, and, uh, you know, I'm an extrovert, and I always chime in. You know, and I get worried sometimes, um, ever since I've been exposed to privilege, like at least that I have it, um, I get worried that something I may say may seem like, and I blame my old, my job I had before this job, honestly, because everybody was hypersensitive to privilege, and that's all they fucking did was told me I was like a privileged white guy, and everything I said was about privilege, and I was like, how do I exist? You know, without, and so I learned to keep walking on more and more eggshells because I was worried to upset anybody. Um... And so I told them, I said, hey, you know, I worry that I'm going to say the wrong thing sometimes because I'm in a room filled with either introverts or or slightly extroverted women. And there's one guy and he typically keeps to himself anyway. He doesn't really talk to anybody unless he has to. He's a real sweet guy. Everybody loves him. And I think they also love him because he keeps himself. Um, well, I'm very social and I buy things for the group and I you know, bring in you know, food and I, you know, I try to just make it be like, hey, you know, I want everybody to like me and I want everybody to know they can talk to me and that I'm friendly. And when I said that, that I was worried that maybe sometimes I might say something, you know, being the minority now, and I said it's refreshing, um, but like, it's new. And so I'm nervous because I want to make a good impression and I'm worried about saying the wrong thing sometimes, or at least for my words to be taken the wrong way, because that I have a record of that happening, even though I mean nothing ill by it. And the one girl, the loud girl, or the loudish girl, I should say, there's a couple of loud girls, but the one that's like in your face about everything, um, she chimed in and she said, like, do you expect me to feel sorry for you? The, you know, and I know it's because, and I, and I said, is it because I'm, I'm white and I'm straight and I'm a man? 
And she says, yeah, like, you know, I don't know how you can sit there and act like you need pity when now you're the minority and we're supposed to feel bad for you. And I was like, no, you know, I, I'm just letting you know how I operate as a human. And I told her, I said, you know, even if I were in a room full of straight white guys, I would still feel the same way. I would be nervous about saying the wrong things now that I'm in a new environment. I'm already out of my comfort zone because I'm working at an office and, you know, I'm hypersensitive to everyone. And I'm trying to be more aware of that. I'm trying to be more careful with what I say and how I speak, but sometimes it's still, you know, I'm human and I just say shit. Um, and she kind of gave me this whole thing about how, like, you know, I essentially it was just that she didn't like that I was feeling anxious about being in the minority um, when it's most when it's all, mostly women there, and she didn't like. She thought that I was asking for some sort of pity party, or she was thought that I was asking for them to make me feel better. And she's like, oh, you mentioned this a couple of times in other conversations since you got here, and I'm tired of hearing it. It just doesn't, I don't know what you want from us. And I, and I was like, and I don't think, this is always hard when I don't have a friend that knows these people that can kind of tell them more about me, um, which is kind of hard based on my last episode, um, where it's helpful for people who know who I am to be like, hey, you know, he's good. He just, you know he's different <laughs> and I don't want it to be like a Chad we're like no he's nice when you get to know him it's just one of those like Adam's different you know like he, he means what he says and I know a lot of people don't trust that they always think that I want something more than what I'm asking for and all I'm asking for is interaction and friendship and to see if there's anything I can do for you but she's always been a little leery and you know and I like to think I'm pretty eloquent when I speak and I try to be careful about how I approach people's um, queries and so I started asking questions and I said you know, are you upset that I'm anxious? You know, and, and there's another girl there who's kind of like running the thing, running the meeting, and she was a very good mediator. Um, and when this girl says, yeah, I just don't understand how you can be anxious when like, you know, she didn't like the word privilege, but she says, well, like, you know, like this company is now being taken over by a man when it was a woman in charge for a while. And I said, yeah, I know. And I remember you said that that was a big deal for you. Um, but, you know, I said, I was actually quite excited that the majority of the company is women, but I was like, but also if the guy's qualified, the guy's qualified. Like, you can't just not give somebody a job because they, because of what they look like. Like, that's, that's literally discrimination. And I said, when we talked about other things about how I think it's bullshit that a company can hire somebody from the outside who's never done any of the work that they're CEO for, I do dislike that very strongly. Um, but even the last person that was in charge for a while was the same. And then they put somebody who had actually done some kind of work in there as an interim CEO, but she didn't want their responsibility. So she stepped down, they couldn't find anybody, and they found this guy. I don't know. But even she said, hey, he seems qualified, I just wish it were a woman. And I said, hey, you know, that's understandable. But it doesn't mean that, like, you know, just because he may be a man or a straight man like me or a white man, that, that makes him problematic. Like, I don't know why he would be in the business if he wasn't here to help people. You know, like, you gotta be a special kind of person to work in certain types of nonprofits, because typically you know that you're not gonna make any money, and any money that your company does make has to go back into the community, and, you know, typically, unless, like, you're some sort of shyster that, like, hoards money at the top, which some companies do, like Goodwill, um, you know, typically you know that you're not gonna be making a lot of money, especially if you're working in social work or education. That's just the fucking sad truth of America's whole entire existence. Um, but anyway, I digress. Um... But it just, it's been bothering me ever since we had the conversation that she seems to be mad at the fact that I am not allowed to have these feelings because I am a straight white male. Um, 
specifically a male, but I think the straight whiteness comes along with it. Um, you know, because like, you know, we've been the enemy for quite some time and I have sucked it up. I have taken my punches. I have done my best to be that loud ally saying, hey, fuck you. You need to understand that these are things that are problematic. But also, there's also been this, this toxicity in our country and in our societies where like men are not allowed to have feelings. Men are not allowed to feel bad. Men are not allowed to express themselves. You're a feminist, you know. There's a whole thing where like everyone's a feminist until there's a spider around and they're like, oh, be a man, you know. I hate those things. Be a man. Man up. You know, why are you crying? Why do you have those feelings? You know, what's wrong with you? You know, like, I think it's bullshit that, like, I can't express myself and say, hey, look, this is how I feel. This is what's going on. This is, these are things I'm afraid of, and I'm being vulnerable by telling you. And then you're trying to invalidate my feelings by telling me that those don't make sense. You're in the minority. That doesn't make sense. You know, just because you don't get it doesn't mean that it's not true. You know, um, and it was kind of bothersome, um... And uh, there's a part of me that wants to say something to her tomorrow about it and say, hey, I'd like to continue this discussion because I feel like maybe there's still some more left to be unsaid uh, that, that was left unsaid. And the girl that was running, it was very good. And she was kind of expressing like, hey, I understand where you're coming from and I understand where you're coming from. And it's good that you do this. I'm actually glad that there's actually discussion in these things because a lot of the times no one wants to say anything, you know, and she's expressed to me before that she's grateful that like I'm actually discussing because most people just roll their eyes and they want to get on with their day. I look forward to it. Um, you know, and she did a great job um, of just being like, hey, is this what you're saying? Hey, is this what you're saying? You know, she's, she was very good. Um, you know, I really appreciated her being there, and I'm going to have to thank her for that some way. Um, but it's been hard for me to convey um, since I've been there that, hey, like, I'm here because I want to help. And that's what the girl who was mediating said, too. She goes, hey, listen, everybody in this office is here because they want to do good. They're here because they have good hearts. They're here because they, they believe in what we're doing so much that they would rather have a shitty paycheck and still know that they're going to make a difference in a child's life, you know, like, and, and I was like, yeah, I mean, I get that impression, absolutely, I don't feel ill about anybody here, um, you know, but I also feel like I'm misunderstood, and I feel like it's hard for me to explain who I am and how I operate as a person, um, I tried my best, but I don't know, some people just doubt that, you know, even people in my life don't get it, and I understand, how could they, they're not inside this fucking stupid carnival of a brain that I have, um, but yeah, I just think that at the end of the day, I think that if we're looking for equality and equity, then it should be just that. Like, look, let's not, it shouldn't be about bringing down every straight white male that you see. It should be about raising everybody up to that level if that person is above them in some way. You know, because typically it's, it's not always about bringing the white man up. It's about keeping everybody else down. So equality and equity in my eyes is everybody gets an equal opportunity shot at doing the thing. You know what? And if you're coming from an economic background that like makes it harder for you there should be more resources there for you so that you can be on equal footing with everybody else who doesn't have those same kind of hardships or roadblocks right that's equity equality is same opportunity equity is having the same resources to get to that opportunity and i 100 percent believe in that and i will till the day i fucking die um you know but but having said that you know i think some people misunderstand equity and equality for hey let's just beat the shit out of them so that we can feel better about ourselves and we can have that opportunity and it's like, okay, cool, like, I'm fine with that, and if you want to, like, have, like, a minority program, and you want to, like, give more funding to X, Y, and Z, or whatever, sure, great, that's wonderful, I love that, right? But don't look at me, like, it's still prejudice at the end of the day, and I didn't want to say that in a meeting and make it, like, a hot-button topic. Um, hot-button? Red-button? Red flag? What the fuck am I saying? I didn't want to make it a big deal. Um, and, um, any bigger of a deal than it was already starting to feel, um, 
But I was just like, that's like discriminatory. Like you're, we just had a training where it says not to like reduce how someone's feeling because you don't understand it. So, you know, and part of the training they were saying like, you know, if you reduce something that's complex to something that's simple, that undermines how someone's feeling, complicated problems can't usually be solved with a simple solution. And they said, usually when someone responds with a phrase that has the word just in it, usually that's them reducing like, oh, they're just having a fit or they're just seeking attention when someone's like having a tantrum or if someone's having a problem. Typically, that's coming from trauma or it's coming from some sort of emotional distress. And people say, ah, oh, they're just being this. Or, oh, they're, you know, that's minimalizing what they're, do, what they're doing and how they're feeling. That's reduction. And so I even use that. And I said, like, you, we just learned about this. And you're literally trying to reduce how I'm feeling because you don't think it's okay for me to have these feelings because of what I look like and because of what gender I identify as. You know, I'm like, I think that's total horseshit. Like, if I were a transgendered man or trans woman, like, would you be treating me the same fucking way? I don't think so. Um, you know, and again, I know every story is different, but just because I am what I am and I'm cisgendered and I'm white and I'm straight, that doesn't mean that my feelings are any less valid than anybody else's in that particular situation. Now, if I had opinions on how trans people should operate and I've had opinions on how gay people should operate and I had opinion on how women should handle their business and you should do this and that, okay, fine. You can say, hey man, you don't really have any reins to, um, or any room to talk about that, right? And while I think everybody should be allowed to have a should be allowed an opinion on certain subjects, or at least to be able to have their voices heard, I think that some people who have a little bit more experience can take the lead on what things should be done. You know, like abortion, which I'll get into in another episode. Just so you all know, I'm pro-choice, and if you're not, fuck yourself. Actually, no, I take it back. Don't fuck yourself. Educate yourself and understand why that's a problem. I'm sorry. I'm trying to work on that. Anyway, um, but the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, that was that conflict. And that whole training was about how to resolve conflict and how we can, like, be better about understanding where people are coming from. And I felt at the end of the day that I wasn't heard by the one girl, but I was by the person who was, like, running the show. Um, and, you know, and I just think it's real shitty that people think that, hey, just because you're a man, you can't have feelings. Or just because you're a man, you know, when people, when, that's why men don't report abuse. Men get abused all the fucking time. That's why men don't say if they've been molested or raped because, you know, unless it was a priest, which it does happen. Like, oh, if it was a woman, oh, suck it up. Oh, whatever. That wasn't right. You know, like shit happens. You know, I've had a woman grab my crotch before and think that that was okay because I'm a man. And she's like, oh, I thought you men liked that. I'm like, it, like who, who does that? Like, that's fucking assault, dude. Like, I would never do that to somebody ever, especially if I barely fucking know you. Like, you know, if it's like a girlfriend, you know, it's a little bit different of I give you a pat on the ass and you slap mine. Right. We already have an agreement on that. You know, but you're just like, hey, I thought you guys liked this. Like, get the fuck. I'm like, who are you? I realize I never told that story. Maybe I should. But anyway, it's not a very long story. That's probably why. But anyway, that was pretty much it. It's someone grabbed my crotch when I was at a pool. And they were like, oh, I thought you guys liked that. I'm like, no, I fucking don't. Don't do it. You know, like, why would you think that's okay? But anyway, um, so like, but the point is, is it like, that just bothers me. That like, hey, you know what? We don't want to be discriminated against. We don't want any prejudice, but it's okay if we do it. We don't want people to be sexist towards us, but it's not it's not racist if it's against white people. It's still prejudice. Oh, it's not sexist if it's, if it's against a man, because men have all the power. It's still sexist, dude. It's still sexist. I don't care who the fuck you are. It's just what it is. Um, you know what I mean? Like, if you're treating somebody different because of their gender or what they look like, that is some sort of discrimination or prejudice. I don't give a fuck who you are. That's just a literal definition, son. Um, so yeah, I'm a little bothered. I'm a little bothered by that. Um, you know, I got treated that way when I was working for the other nonprofit. Um, 
where you know it was a much more diverse crew and i loved that but the whole community for a while looked at me weird because i'm a white man and you know eventually when they got used to me they liked me and i connected with them but the but the boss in charge was a black man i don't know if i talked about this in the show before that he absolutely fucking did not like me at all and i grew to dislike him too and i didn't like him because of what he looked like i liked him because of how he made his workers feel you know he overworked them he underappreciated them um he talked a whole lot of shit to other people about them even though he's supposed to be like this great guy that's helping the community he's shitty to his employees and everybody there fucking agrees um he's just a holier than thou dickhead is what he was but he treated me the worst and didn't want me to be seen or heard unless I was just doing my basic deliveries. And anytime anybody would call in, I used to get people to write letters. They would call in like, oh, this new guy, Adam, he's so sweet. He's so nice. He does it, goes the extra mile. He checks in on us. He calls us, you know, things that I wasn't even paid to do. I still did because I cared about those people. And he seemed to hate any criticism that, hey, I think you're missing a few things in your community because he thought that, oh, nothing will fall through the cracks while I'm here. Even though everybody out there was feeling abandoned by him. That's a whole other fucking episode, but that pissed me off too. If you're listening, PT, fuck yourself, dude. Um, but anyway, um, but yeah, he used to treat me like shit too, just because of what I look like. Um, and it just, it just bothered me, you know? And I couldn't say anything because it was like, oh, Adam, just suck up. No, no, it's not this, it's not, you know? But they were ignoring, like, these signs. I'm just like, well, give me a reason why that's not it, you know? Like, like... There's a guy that has the same position as me that he would go up and hug and high five and ask him how he's doing and, you know, how's everything going? What can I do to make your day better? And then I would approach him and he'd just fucking leave. He wouldn't even want to talk to me half the time. You know, and it's just, I don't know. But anyway, I digressed again. This is my show and this is what I do, apparently. But I don't want to run super long. But the point is that I think that, you know, if you want equality and equity, then it has to be that. Not that I need to be better than you because of what you look like and what I look like. It's just that we need to be on equal footing. Regardless of how that has to happen, that has to happen. And in that moment, I felt like, hey, you know what? I feel like for all the messages that you spout that you want equality and you're fighting for all these things, I feel like you just undermined all of that by telling me that I didn't allow, that I didn't deserve to feel how I felt because of what I look like and what my gender is. And that just, that royally pisses me off. And there's going to be someone out there that says, Oh, hey, Adam, now you know how we feel. And blah, blah. I'm like, eh, that's not the point. Unless you're talking about equity and equality in pain, is that what you want? Is that everybody's hurting the same? Or do you want everyone to be successful or everybody to have the same opportunities? Because if you're looking for equality in pain, then you're not a social justice warrior. You're an asshole, right? Equality should be everyone has the same opportunities and the same abilities and the same kind of resources or extra resources depending on their situation to have those opportunities available to them, right? And if you want equality when it comes to how people are treated in society, then you have to believe in that in every fucking aspect, right? If you're trying to just bring someone down so you couldn't get up, that's not cool. That's malicious, you know? And I don't care what anybody says. And right now I'm getting tired because I feel like at this point I've traded too far into the woke arena. Like, I think that there's a lot of validity to being woke, or at least getting into woke culture and understanding things that maybe you ignored before or maybe you weren't aware of. And I think it's good to always evolve our lexicon and the way we talk and our conversation and societal challenges that maybe we weren't aware of and how we can make things better. I will always believe in that. But I think at some point, what they call far left, I think like at some point some wokeness is leaning a little so far left that they have their heads up their own fucking ass. You know, that they can't seem to understand that there are people that suffer that don't look like them and 
And this isn't just about minorities or women. There's other men like me who are in this. Like, I used to fight tooth and nail every time. That's why I got rid of TikTok, because I fought everybody about everything all the time. And every time I saw a new video about something I could do better, I'm like, fuck, well, here we go. They hate me again, so I gotta work harder to be less shitty in the eyes of what I think is everyone that doesn't look like me. The truth is, there are people that think like me who don't look like me, who aren't gendered like me. And I need to find those people, because I think those are the ones that are best on my level. Because now I'm realizing that there's a point of discomfort, regardless of what side of wokeness you want to be on. And I need to find my comfort with it and start realizing that, like, I'm just going to say what I'm going to say. And if somebody, you know, I'm not a fucking high profile celebrity yet. And I'm not like, you know, somebody who's in a Fortune 500 company yet, you know, but like at this point, I just need to go out there and mess up with confidence and say the words that I want to say. And if somebody misunderstands what I'm saying and they can have a general a genuine conversation with me about what it is that upset them and how I can do it and make themselves heard, make themselves understood, and maybe hopefully understand me where I was coming from. Because I know, goddammit, that at the end of the day, I'm not trying to do anything to upset anybody. I'm just trying to exist and help other people exist and do what I think is the right thing to help as many people as I can. If I hurt somebody along the way, they need to tell me what I did and maybe we can find a way to compromise so that it doesn't happen again. But if they're just being hypersensitive and being extra, you know, uh, woke because they just don't like what I look like, then I think that they're becoming the thing that they pledge that they hate and that they're fighting against. And that's a them problem. That is not a me problem. And I can do my best to spread awareness about that and try to make other people feel included and feel good. But if you're somebody who's on the woke side of things and your whole job is to make other people feel shitty, then you need to look yourself in the mirror and ask yourself why you're doing that. It's probably coming from a place of hurt. It's probably coming from a place of pain. And you need to sort your shit out because you're going to end up doing more damage to your cause and more helping it. Oh, God, I need to get that out. My chest was hurting. Oh, I did it. Oh, I feel so much fucking better. God damn it, I'm gonna take a drink of my water now. Uh, with lime in it this time. Oh. Alright. Well, that's it. Thank you so much if you made it this far. You're wonderful. I think you're amazing. Thank you. If you listen this far, fuck, you must be a really great person. You must really like listening to a white boy rant about social issues. <laughs> Anyway, thank you. Sincerely. Um, and hey, listen, um, I'm on Twitter. I don't use my shares a lot account anymore, so just go look for me at RollPlayersWin on Twitter. That's R-O-L-L PlayersWin. Um, if you want to connect with me there, I'm also on Instagram at TrueMorton. That's T-R-U-E-M-O-R-T-O-N. You know, like the salt. Um, come find me. Come say hi. I'm doing my videos and stuff on there now because I don't use TikTok anymore, so maybe you'll like something that you see. Um, or maybe you won't. I don't fucking know. Uh, let's see what else, what else, what else. There's other things I could pitch, but it's unrelated to this. So I'll just end it here. So thank you so much. I love you. I hope that you're taking care of your mind, taking care of your heart, and most importantly, people, take care of each other. Good luck out there.